Welcome back to Beyond the Likes. I have no idea what episode we're up to. Season two, episode something or other. But in the studio today, I have one of my closest friends. I have been friends with you since when? I met you when we were at Northies and you looked like Paris Hilton, covered in fake tan. You literally looked like a Barbie. I was probably 19 at the time. Yes. I'm 36. Seven now? Am I yeah. 36 or 37? Yeah, so I I remember being roughly 18. Didn't we have matching sunglasses? Uh, well, I don't think I would ever have something. been up to your level of fashion. Yeah. It, it was Northies on a Sunday night. Ahead of the game. Um, and, yeah, 18 would have been in my peak fake tan era. Wow. I, it was a vibe. I it was could, definitely a vibe. I was like high vis. Like you could di- I could direct planes from the air. That's how bright I was. Yeah, it was um it was iconic. It definitely I haven't it even de- told it, everyone who you if you are yet. <laughs> Her name is Elizabeth Clark or Liz, or Lily as we all like to affectionately call her. She was actually requested to come on here. You know? I know. I find that odd. Do you? Yeah. No, I don't find that odd at all. I'm not surprised you, your name hasn't come up sooner, really. Okay. If you follow Liz on Instagram, which you might not, she's like just, she, you know. You're, I just do for me. I just you kind do of have for my you. little, yeah. But I feel like when people do stumble across your Instagram or if they see you on mine, she's got like beautiful flaming red hair. She's like the hottest redhead you'll ever see in your life. Oh, thanks, beautiful <laughs> green eyes, tall slender, very striking. So I think a lot of people would um, see you on my gram and then maybe... There's been a few that I've been out with you. Do you remember the night we posted photos? I think I was in my underwear at my, at my house. <laughs> oh, after, after my birthday. birthday. And then, then there was like maybe... I don't know, like two hundred people that added me, and I was like, "Who are these? Who are these is randoms?" That, is that when I was in your latex outfit yes. dancing with the flamingo? Yeah, you were riding a life-size gold flamingo in my lounge room, uh, right, wearing a black latex dress, which I actually wear out, but you had on as fancy dress. But you know, whatever floats uh, your boat. My butt didn't even fit in it. Like, babe, we were vibing. It was, you, it was a, it was a mood. We were there. <laughs> we went fifty thousand drinks deep. Yes, we were, and you had all of these kinky, sexy, sexy clothing. No, I have. A collection of, of latex stuff. Oh yeah, latex stuff as well, and all, all other things. But I have a collection of dressing gowns that I collect from all over the world. Yes. So I've got like the full like kimonos, kimonos, and, and like the full like you know like when I was in Dubai, I got this beautiful like hooded one. And oh, like, that's right. I, that yes. was what Bree was wearing. Bree was wearing that. I, I felt like I was nude for a lot of that night. Uh, I was nude because I was. We were all I kind was, of nude. Right? I got into some honey burdet lingerie like as you do when you're at home that's my vibe like you get was Uber it purple eats. it was purple yeah I remember I'm like I wear nice underwear for me oh, oh that's, you know? and I put yeah. it on my gram yes and then I had a pink oh sorry a purple organza like dust coat that I wear out and everyone's like yes. why do you have this stuff and I'm like you're well, fabulous no this is just how you know you roll some days but also you are fabulous I remember when I met Liz she you went to June Daly Watkins I did business finishing college um were you there for a while uh it's a one-year course. My parents sent me there. My dad was a truck driver. My mum was super glamorous and I had two brothers, so I was just extra bogan. <laughs> and mum and dad were like, you can't, you're not going to go to uni. You're not smart enough. So they're like, you've got to get through the world and just just try and not open your mouth. <laughs> just I mean, just I feel- learn how to eat properly and just learn how to get by. Oh. I think mum and dad's mission was go to business finishing college, find a wealthy banker and get married. Yeah. And then I kind of went, mm, not going to do that, but yeah, I'll take on your business college. It was good. But I, I feel like you are always, it doesn't matter where we're going, whether we're going to a wedding or an engagement or if we're just going to Woolworths, you never 
don't look impeccable. Like you are – like I've turned up today in baggy jeans, a T-shirt and thongs <laughs> and Liz is in like – Boots and a Chanel blazer with her Chanel bag and a black satin tie. It's, like it's, sh- it's actually a Bullman Bullman blazer. Oh, yeah, so I'll let I, that one pass. I, I can't and it's a Zara, it's a Zara dress, so oh, mix and match. But my point is, you look impeccable. Thank you. And she lo- she looks impeccable at all times. Her makeup is always done. She like oh, I, I, don't, I don't wake up like this, babe. Let's, oh, let's face it. Yeah, but facts. you never leave the house looking like a full-blown Darrow, which is how I leave 90% of But you know what? Times. I found when I got divorced, like I was almost full-blown Darrow before I got divorced because I wasn't – I'd worked for this boss in hospitality and he's like, you don't need to wear makeup. You're beautiful without it. And I'd stopped wearing makeup. And then I went to work with my ex-husband and he'd be like, oh, when are you going to put your face on this morning? Oh. And then I'm yeah. like, this is my fucking face. This is my face. And yeah. then I went through like, okay, you get divorced and then you're on your own kind of thing. And I'm like, you know what? I am going to get dressed up. I am going to, you know. put in the effort every day. It's like yeah. I'm going to burn the good candle and drink the good bottle of wine and get dressed up and kind of like going, you know what? Well, I've got no one by my side, so I'm going to put a bit of effort in and go, you know what? If I did one thing this morning, I made my bed and got dressed and left the house. Put your face on. Put on a ball gown and went to Coles. But I think, and I, look, this is the reason why um, – Liz is on this podcast because I think outside of her incredible Instagram highlights reel. um, (laughs) Yeah, I never post. I just do stories. Yeah, but your life looks amazing, right? You're always traveling and you just look incredibly happy at all time. But I want to, you know, there's always two sides to every life, right? And a lot of Instagram is a highlights reel and I want... It is. And you don't put the bad stuff on there. You don't. People always say to me, even me, like they're like, why don't you ever yell at your kids? You seem so calm. And I was like, babe, I'm not going to post a video of me fucking throwing down at my kids. Like, of course you don't see that. I get all the time like, oh, you've done so well since you got divorced and both my parents died quite quickly and they're like, you look so happy. And I'm like, I don't post the photos of me bawling my eyes out thinking it's Mother's Day or it's my ex-husband's birthday. It's like, you don't post that shit. You Okay, yeah, I'm flying off to, you know, overseas or I'm yeah. I'm on a super yacht. Like that's the shit you post. Of course. So I guess the whole thing I guess the whole reason why I wanted to get you in is because, you know, thirty three percent of marriages yes. are in Australia, they do. They end in divorce. Which is sad. It is it is really sad, but I think it is a reality, right? And Huge I reality. think um like I remember I remember your wedding. And I remember I was a bridesmaid at Liz's wedding. And she was an incredible bridesmaid. <laughs> I don't know. No, was, you. she was amazing. I, At one point um, it was a Greek wedding and we had like clay plates that you'd smash <laughs> and Amy was already not wearing shoes like probably at entree. True and bogan. Th- everyone's throwing plates on the dance floor and like Greek dancing and Amy just picks up a dinner plate and <laughs> smashes it and I was like, babe, no, no, no. No, I had a waiter and he was like, oh, no, 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 they're not the clay plates. That's r- our real crockery. <laughs> and I was like, babe, no, not those plates. And then I turned around and you were dancing in the clay plates with no shoes on yeah. and I was like, babe, I love you, I but know. I think you got to put some shoes on if you want to dance in that shit. But you were an incredible bridesmaid. You were great. Oh, and I do. And it was a, such a beautiful wedding. Like you had two rece- you had two churches. Yeah, I got married. I, I stupidly married the same guy twice. So yeah. I've been married twice. Yeah. <laughs> On the same day. You know, you, you get married and you you think that that's your forever, right? Absolutely. You, don't, you can't picture yourself having an end date with Well, that you have marriage. a dream. And, like, I think as a little girl your dream is, you know, and we're programmed as women and, you know, as as men in these days is you have a dream, you get married, you have a baby, and you have, have a children, house. Yeah. And it's kind of like that's the dream you were taught but you don't actually maybe you're maybe that's daydreaming and you're yeah. not actually living your own dream. Yeah. And that's what you kind of figure out 
you know, as it all turns to shit and unfolds. And then I guess the whole thing is how does someone like you deal with a situation like obviously your partner, your ex-partner, whose name we will not ever mention in this podcast. Don't even need to mention his name ever again. You know, he cheated. Yes, yeah. How long into your marriage? So we were together for 10 years, married for about two. Um, About a year into our marriage, I'd started working in a, you know, a business that we sort of had together, um, which, you know, he started, I came along. We were having issues and I kind of said, look, let's go to counselling because I, you know, I'm someone who's always like, if there's a problem, let's fix it. Yep. Um, went to counselling and I couldn't quite figure out why we couldn't really get anywhere. And then I was like, oh, it's all just odd. And I was like, maybe it's me. Maybe I'm depressed. Maybe I'm not enough. Maybe I'm the wrong wife. Maybe I'm not Greek enough. Maybe I'm not, you know, enough for him and I'm oh like maybe God, it's I just, me I remember you always going above and beyond you were that wife who would like he would go out with his mates and get home at 3am in the morning and you would get up and cook him food so <laughs> I would pre-order this is before Uber Eats days I'd go to McDonald's and get him cheeseburgers and put it in the fridge so when he woke up he'd have a cheeseburger oh my <laughs> so you were definitely any, like you went above and beyond above and beyond well day. that's my mum did that and that was what I was kind of programmed to so yeah having a few issues and he'd gone away for another Bucks party which you know Bucks parties are usually Vegas or you yep. know, private jet somewhere and I was at the shop and he was always really cautious of his phone bill which I you know I didn't pick up on all these things and after it happened I was like wow there's so many red flags that you avoided found his phone bill opened it up which I never would have done but something in my mind was like oh, open it up and go through it and I'm like oh women's intuition I'm like who's this number and I was friends with all his guy friends I hung out with them I saw them party I saw them do things they shouldn't have done mm-hmm. you know I was like a vault I was like yep one of the boys the boys want to come over and get drunk on a Tuesday night that's fine bring the boys over I'm like I put a number into my phone I was like I don't have that number it's not one of the boys and I'm like why is he calling this number like 10 12 times a day and at like two o'clock in the morning so I put it into Google and it brings up her name straight away. Mm. And I, like, panic stations. I stupidly clicked on her LinkedIn and I was logged into LinkedIn. So it sent her a message that I'd viewed her profile immediately. Oh, yeah, it does. It does that. He goes away at a Bucks party. He came back and he's like, hi, how are you? And I was just like, good. Because like, I was like, what do you, what do? You do? Mm-hmm. Um, so I sat on it for a few days. Well, at that point, you, you still don't have any – well, I mean, like, you can say, oh, you're calling this woman, but – I had no proof. Yeah. And then I think in the back of my mind – I just knew this was whitehead pimple that was going to explode. Like this, yep. this is not a blackhead. This is something yeah, that yeah. this is going to leave a scar. It's yeah. going to leave a hole. You're going to need needle and you're going to need all the shit to fix it. <laughs> um, so I hired a private investigator, had him followed, as you do. Look, yep. I'm, a, I'm an EA. I'm yes. very like, if you want something done. You, you get it done. Yeah, had yep. it done. Uh, the, the private investigator was like, look, what do you want? And I was like, answers. Yeah. I'm like, I don't need photos or, you know, whatever. And he just kind of just gave it to me. And then I sat on it for a few days. And those few days, I don't know how I did it. Yeah. And then I confronted him and yeah, it was all came to a head. Like, and did he actually end up admitting it? He was pretty much like driving a, you know, driving a truck into a telegraph pole. Like he was like, it was just, it was traumatic. Yeah. Yeah. So it, at first he admitted that it was just an emotional affair, which yep. is harder than physical. I actually think that's worse. And then he said, oh no, it was physical. And then I found out more and I just yep. went, wow. Like I was so lost. I know. It was hard. Of course, man. I remember watching you go through that Mm. and I do remember there being some incredibly dark 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 weeks and months and whatnot but look definitely I also remember you then throwing yourself a divorce party I did and I I, I feel like that may 
have been a pivotal moment for you? I, I don't believe in divorce and that's the one thing he took from me. And yeah. I was like, you know, and, you know, he f- he filed. You have to serve divorce papers. So yeah. I hid in my house for like three days, right, and this guy was knocking on my door and I was like, I'm not fucking answering that. Oh, you have to get, be- get you have served. Because get served. you have to be separated for a year, right, Yeah, we're separated for like 12 months and like three yep. days. So I'm hiding in my house and he's like, oh, delivery, blah, blah. <laughs> I was like, fuck that. I know what this is. And then he knocks on the door one day. He's like, Uber Eats. And I open and he's like, here's your divorce papers. Oh. And I literally just like burst into tears and rang my mum and dad were at live at the time. And then you go through the messy divorce and then I was like, you know what, I'm going to celebrate this yeah. you know I'm sick of crying so yep. I planned a divorce party I remember it well yes and you rocked up in an incredible sequence backless sequence dress. mini dress couldn't wear undies couldn't wear a bra yes. living my best life that morning um my brothers had bought me a t-shirt that said I'm not with stupid anymore <laughs> yep and I was like woke up the morning of it and went you know what I'm gonna jump out of a plane today <laughs> so I rang my brother James and was like what do you got on today? He's like, nothing. And I was like, we're going to jump out of a plane. And he's yeah, like, nice. you know what, boo? Got you back. Good. Did he jump out too? Yeah. So we get there. I've got the T-shirt on. I had photos. Actually had photos and put it on my Instagram. And then his lawyer made me take them down. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we go. We're doing the training. We're doing everything. We go to go up in the plane. And they're like, we're really sorry, guys, but it's too windy. You can't do it. Oh, you- and I was like, fuck this. Like, no. I, I need to jump out of this plane today. <laughs> and my brother turned to me and he looked at me and he's like, you know what? Sometimes life, you know, just throws you, you know, Curveball. whatever, curveballs. Yeah. He's like, you go home. He's like, you go down to Joe Bailey and you have your hair done. He's like, you go and enjoy that party. And I drove back and I was like, yeah, he's right. Yeah. <laughs> so I did. I had a divorce party, which you were at, which was... Um, yes, it was incredible. And I feel like that was really helpful for, for... I mean, look, I don't think you ever put it to bed, right? No. You never really get over it. No, you try. But there's also like, it's okay to not get over it. Yeah. But it's how you deal with that. You know, like they say, like everything that you go through in your life is is what shapes you into the person that you are. Like 100%. all the all the guys that you date are lessons, right? Like you take well, from those relationships what you realize are really, really important to you versus what you fucking absolutely can live without. And they shape, you know, your next pathway, right? Well, it's like if my marriage hadn't have broken down, I wouldn't have discovered who I was. Yes. You know, and it takes a breakdown to figure out a breakthrough and what did your parents think when they found out one of my deal breakers with my ex-husband was he wanted to have orthodox kids I was like I'm Catholic fine whatever and I was like look I don't believe in divorce because he came from a family of divorce and that was a bit of a red flag for me yes I told my parents what had happened um they basically said we are not getting involved this is your marriage and I was exactly what my parents would say I was like no, fight for me. Yell at him. Drop, yeah. You know, you know, like go crazy. And they were like, no. Yeah. And they didn't want me to get divorced and neither did I. And there's some things you don't get over and there's hurt that you carry, but I'm in such a good place now. But the one thing that will always stick with me, which is the hardest, is my dad was diagnosed with terminal cancer. We all get called into the hospital. My two brothers and I are there and he goes, this is Matthew. He's my oldest child, you know, runs the family business, starts crying instantly because my dad was just a crier. Matthew's in <laughs> head him. to toe, like trucking, grease, stinking. And he goes, yeah. this is James. He goes, I'll never understand him because he's so bloody smart. <laughs> he goes, he's one of the heads of Westpac Bank. James is in a full-blown suit looking like James Bond. Yep. And I'm there all dressed up as you do. And he goes, this is my daughter and she's divorced. <gasps> and this is when they're like, your dad's about to die. And I looked at him and I was like, Oh, I worked at McDonald's to buy my first car and buy my house. Yeah. Like, but what the issue was is for him, he didn't believe in it, and he yeah. also saw it that way. But and I, that was hard. But you 
like even after you were portrayed, even after he had done the wrong thing by you, you were still willing to work at it and you were still willing to forgive and Absolutely. like put it behind you and it was him that wouldn't, well, right? Well, there was times. So obviously him and the mistress, you know, she's posting photos on Instagram in the house that we lived at, married him with my bloody Vera Wang dinner setting and I was like, oh my God. and he kept every wedding present and then now I'm like, oh, I buy new stuff, whatever. Did you rage? Like do you, I don't know Mate, how. Did I like, rage. I was next level. I think I would be committed. I probably should have been scheduled, but um, <laughs> you you learn from that anger that you would not look good in prison green, and it's not yeah. worth the time in jail, right? Very and true. also, you lose yourself. The anger—it's like you know you can get so Consumes. hurt and angry, and you go, "This is not me," yep. and this is an out of body experience. But there was the time he was with the mistress, then the mistress and him, you know, left and whatever, and then you know we did try and fix things. We went out for lunches and we saw each other yep. and I I always had hope and he'd done the wrong thing. But for me, I was like, you know, it is the wrong thing, but you can figure things People out. Make mistakes, yeah. And there was a lady who reached out to me through your Instagram and, you know, I think she'd seen that I was divorced and she's like, look, I don't know you. I've just found out my husband's having an affair. I don't know what to do. And I was oh, like, wow. here's my phone number. Call me. I will talk you through it. I go, if you still love him and you can forgive him, you can stay. And she's like, thank you, because all my friends are like, here's a cheating dog and leave. Yeah. But, you know, it's – I'm glad that we didn't. But also there's – when you do go through a divorce, whether it's infidelity or issues with children or whatever it is, there's no right or wrong answer and there's no one size kind of fits all. So you sort of have to do – what is what right, feels right for, you. for you and it's hard and look I, I guess that friends they'll have their opinions and obviously when when your when your closest friend gets treated a certain way and gets wronged by your instant reaction is to be like well, fuck him off like, I agree get, like but it, until you're that person and you're in those shoes mm-hmm. it's hard to make mm-hmm. comment right so I, I'm a big believer that you just need to I think I learned one of the most important things in life and in relationships and look I've I've tried to date people since and it hasn't worked out is when you're in a relationship with a husband or a wife or a partner it's so good to chat to your friends about it mm-hmm. but you kind of shouldn't disclose everything because you hold judgment against what that person says mm-hmm. and your friend then judges your partner yes and it's you know, your friends are there to support you, but remember that you're married to your partner. You're not married to your friends. This is sound advice. I'll tell you why, because I've got a, I've got a girlfriend who I obviously won't name names and I don't actually speak with her very often now, but every time I would chat with her, she would, you know, divulge lots and lots of information about her husband. And I get it. Like, no marriage is easy and there's fights and there's bickering mm. and stuff like that. But every time I used to speak with her, it was – I would just get told – all about their relationship and how volatile it was and, the and horrible how things. horrible things. Yeah. And she would never tell me about nice stuff. And obviously there was nice stuff. That's why you're with him, right? And they had at the time one child together. But it, it was hard to then not Judge. form an opinion yeah. of him, right? It's so hard. And then she would tell me all this stuff and then I would have this opinion and then she would kind of be resentful towards me because I, I was a bit... And I- but the thing is you have to find the balance between yes. venting in friendships and yes. asking for advice versus disclosing your life story because you're the only one who walks in your shoes. And yes. once you've said something, it's very hard. Like we're, we're programmed as people to be judgmental characters. You know, yeah. people judged me when my ex was having an affair and I wanted to take him back. Fine. You, you know, don't know what we've been through. You, you don't, don't know the history. It, it's just like just... Just be careful on, you know, I, I, your friends are a great support, yes. but you're the only person who walks in your shoes. Of course. And, you know, sometimes 
your marriage or your relationship is more important to not share some of those things. Yeah, I completely agree with that. What did you what did you do with the ring? I am so sentimental. Like I kept I kept the ATM receipt on our first date. I kept I keep everything. And I have it filed, I have it organized, chronological order, I have storage <laughs> units. Doesn't and, surprise me. And yep. mid bad divorce, I picked up every single thing to do with our wedding and I dumped it at his doorstep and I said, There is our life. Take it. I am letting go. Good. And I don't know what he did with it and I don't really care. But I kept the ring and the ring was stunning. Yes, it, it was. was. It was a Troni design. It was It was unbelievable. It was a dream ring, right? Yes. And, you know, he picked the stone. We had a custom design made together. We incorporated things that I wanted into it and he wanted into it. And it was stunning. I could never, you know, he worked very hard to do that for me. And, I, you know, I appreciate that. Um, and I couldn't get rid of it. And then I found out. You know, obviously Instagram, social media, I don't have I don't have any contact with him, don't see him, mm-hmm. don't want to see anything that he does, don't yep. want to be around it. One of my friends rang me and she's like, he just got engaged. And he got engaged on almost the same date that we got engaged and he proposed in the same way that he proposed to me. Fuck, that's so low. And I had just lost mum and I was like, right, got dressed up as you do to deal with things. Got my ring out of the storage, took it down to Coochie Beach, gave it one last little walk and I took photos with it down on the beach and I literally looked at it, I'm standing on the water and I was like, this is your old life, this is what it stood for, Mm -hmm. this is what you wanted, this is what you didn't get. Mm -hmm. And then I got in the car and he drove straight past me, right? Mm -hmm. Then on the way to to Westfield to my jeweller, our wedding song came on and I'm like, mum and dad, you're upstairs, am I doing the right thing? And in my head I was like, dad's like, you're doing the right thing. And I walked into my jeweller who I'm very good friends with, and I literally slammed it down on the counter and I go, cut its head off. <laughs> and he's like, the time has come. And then I took one of mum's. The time, the has, time come. has come. Because I kept saying, what am I going to do? And then I took it and I had one of mum's diamonds and I put it into very big, beautiful earrings. Yes, that you're wearing today. Yes. So one, one is a reminder of the past and what you've come from and not what to do again. And the other one is one of mum's rings, which is like the good love story. So it's like the yes. balancing act. Because your mum and dad were married for how many years? 40-something. Yeah, yeah, that's beautiful. They were Romeo and Juliet. Yes. Yeah. So I've got the, the the good reminder in one ear and the bad reminder. That you've learnt from. That, and learnt you've from. grown from and you've evolved. And a bloody nice pair of earrings. Yeah, and they're absolutely <laughs> stunning. Yes. Wow, you've done well. So I want to know, you've obviously separated for a year and you got divorced. How long after did you feel like dating other men? You know, after the divorce, I actually rang him and was like, look, I'm going on Tinder and I'm telling you because I want to tell you first. Yeah. And then obviously one of his friends saw me on Tinder and he's rang and he's like, you're you this, you're that. And I was like, wow. you're living with your mistress. Yeah. <laughs> Mind you. And we're divorced. Yeah. Um, went on a first date and I was like sweating bullets. I reckon my like, my undies and armpits were soaked. I was sweating Because how old much. were you when you met old mate? Uh, I was 21 when I met him yeah, and so divorced when I was 33. God, I wouldn't even know how to date now. He was my first boyfriend. I'd never oh. dated anyone else. So when I went on a date, it was lovely. And I've met some great people on dates. And I've also met some people that are like, we're close friends because, you know, you go on a date, it's not going to work. But Ins- I feel like you instantly know if there's chemistry. You do. Right? You I do. Feel, I, I feel like looks you can build on. Like, I feel like if there's chemistry and I'm good I'm not banter, into looks. I don't care how you look. But yeah. I have to be with someone that I am feel comfortable. They kind of had good morals and someone that you can have a laugh have a and laugh. be yourself with. Yes. Because I might look a certain way like I'm dressed up and posh, but I'm an inner bogan who says the wrong thing all the time. You never say the wrong thing. But yes, I do know. Like if you were to look at Liz and I'll put her handle at the show notes, you will go and have a look at her Instagram and she is so prim and proper looking and she's just 
you look like royalty. Like you look oh, like you thanks, belong. <laughs> That's on the back. Thanks, Bo. <laughs> and thanks, but Sol. she is so down to earth. I think that's the biggest thing, and that's the thing that I have loved about you since I was eighteen, Paris Hilton, is that you are just so down to earth, and you are so thank you thoughtful, and you give your shirt off your own back to other women. Like you just anyway, you're a top bird. Thanks, right. <laughs> Um But okay, so you've gone on a few dates. Yes, um, a few good ones, a few bad ones. Have you got any Horace dating oh, stories? Okay, um, give me one. Okay, yes, I met this guy. Oh god, I'm <laughs> gonna die saying this. So I met this guy online because you don't meet people these days. No, 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 no one talks to each other. Which I'll yeah. get to that because I now go up and talk to randoms, which yeah, sounds good. weird. But I'll get to that next. Met this guy online. He's like, oh, I'm a professor. I'm out here lecturing at university. So I would always do the backstory. He's like, oh, I'm staying at this hotel, you know, like I kind of like what's your Instagram? Like let me just check out if you're the real Suss deal. You out. Yeah, not a serial killer. Anyway, he's like, oh, let's go for a drink in Potts Point. I'm like, fine, got there. You know, I'm all dressed up as I am. I walked in and he was like the nutty professor, right? And I'm like, that's fine. Yep. Anyway, we're having drinks and he, uh, uh, it was just, it was a weird dynamic from the start and all he did was talk about himself and his, Ugh. you know, degrees and all this stuff. And I'm like, that's cool. Like, you love you. That's great. But I haven't even spoken about me. Yeah, you haven't asked a single anyway, question. He'd asked me for drinks at like 6 p.m. and it got to like 7 and I'm like, if I don't eat something soon, I'm literally going to fall off his chair. <laughs> anyway, drinking, drinking, the bill comes at the end and I... If you ask me out for dinner, I don't expect you to pay and I will always offer. But if yes. you ask someone, you're asking them to come out, right? Of course. Bill comes out and he starts itemising what he's drank versus oh, what I've drank. No. No, no, no. That's okay. Here's the crunch line. And I was like, yeah, look, happy to pay for mine. And I was like, cool, whatever. Gets out his wallet and it's a root curl wallet from like <laughs> 1997 with Velcro. And the fucking Velcro just rips open. And I'm looking at him and he's like paid and he's like, so you want to come back to my house? Oh, my God. And I was like. It's a no. It's a firm name, mate. Like, and did he pay no, in coins as well? I think he paid half cash, half card, and I was like, "Oh my god!" It was, um, but it was the Velcro wallet that got Vel- me. I heard yeah. it cr- like creeping open, and I was like, "That's the sounds of your life just being ripped apart again." Like, here you are with Velcro wallet, professor. Oh god, it's like that's 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 nineteen eighty six type bullshit. Yeah, not yeah. you know in the two thousands. Oh, I was yeah. There's there's been a few horrors. There's a few other horror stories, but you know, there's I always call my girlfriends and I'm like, one of your aunts about to die if I call you, and she's like, yep, good. Yeah, in this day and age, like dating in your you know late thirties, oh 30s. my god, it's horrific. Yeah, I could imagine. But also dating. In this current environment, so oh, you've got you've had COVID. We've everyone's been in lockdown. It's not even that. It's like so. If you were to be single in this day and age, yeah, no one. You don't go out and talk to people anymore. And the reason why is because let's say you see someone in the pub. I live in the east. You're in Double Bay, and they're like, "Well, I already know your life story because I see you on Instagram." I know. And no one says, "Hey, how are you?" or "What are you doing?" And you are now dating online predominantly. Yep. You decide if you want to go on a date by looking at five photos and seeing five punchy catchphrases. And it's like, oh, no, this guy is into yoga. I don't like yoga. Or oh, this guy, you know, likes hot camping. I don't like camping, which I don't. Don't yep. slide into my DMs if you like <laughs> camping. I am not a fucking camper. We've been there. We've been there. Um, but you, you're basing who you might spend the rest of your life with or who you might date with off, off a photo. Yeah. And you don't know anything about them. You just know how someone looks, and that's sad. Yeah, I know. In some aspects, I think it's a nice thing 
for you to be able to connect with somebody online, I, I was briefly on Tinder for about three months in between my ex and Ryan. You, it's it's very shallow, right? It's because so it shallow. is. It's, it's based on looks. But then I feel like at least you get that little bit of a buffer so you can have a bit of a banter beforehand. But what, what happened to the buffer of saying hello to someone? Like what, how did we date before online dating? You met someone out. Yeah. You physically had a chemical-like reaction when you saw someone and went, hey, I'm going to talk to you. Instead of doing that once every few months when you see someone, you scan through 100 rand a night. I like, know. Because you met old mate out, didn't you? I did. I met him on the at dance floor club. at Dragonfly. Oh, my God. I loved After Dragonfly. After the races. We do love a good race day. Yeah, no, I did meet him when I was out, yes. Okay, okay. Well, yeah, look, I don't know. It's a. I think the thing is it's just the way forward these days. And Absolutely. Because people don't go out clubbing anymore, right? They don't go out really for drinks. Well, or if we, they, we actually don't have clubs in Sydney or, that's or Australia because we're it, that backwards. But if you do go out for drinks, you're usually going out with mates or... So you do, but we just need to change that mindset because it's like if someone smiles at you, smile back or say hello. Oh, I'm the biggest advocate for this. I will walk past every person I walk past. I smile at. Oh, I it, don't know, if that, and not in a sleazy way. Not in a sleazy way, but just someone, friendly. But if someone's having a bad day and you smile at them, mate, your smile is free, right? Yeah, and, and it's kind of like you've just given someone a small dose of happiness. Hey, yep. maybe he might be your next love of your life, or maybe he's going to be like some guy who's like that bitch is, you know, she's a creep. But you know, it's. That's something that's free. How are you now? Oh, you know what? I'm in a much better place now. It takes a long time to get over the grief and it's it's hard because, like, it's not the end of an era, it's the end of an era. And yes. that era is something that you kind of focus on and I've done a lot of counselling. And do you feel like you are a stronger person because of it? Like, do you, have you tapped into or is there been some underlying, you know, inner strength that you didn't know existed? Yeah. It probably took a while to find, right? Yeah, because it was, it was myself. I found myself. Yeah. Like, I thought I was this person and I thought I was all of these things, but that's because I thought I had to be that person yep. and I thought I had to tick those boxes. I would have never realised what my actual dream is without having a dream broken. It's hard and it's heartbreaking and you you reach out to your friends for like support and answers and stuff and the thing is the only kind of answers you need are the answers you're going to give yourself and that you yeah. work through with a proper counsellor because, you know, your friends, like my counsellor said to me sometimes, you think this way because of this and it's like you're right. Like my life is better now mm. after the heartbreak. Yeah. Like, has your counsellor really, really helped? Uh, I can't recommend highly enough. I still go to a counsellor. Yeah. Look, I lost my mum recently and it was, you know, yeah. very sad and sudden. And I lost my dad before that. And then I lost my husband, who was yeah. the love of my life. Yes. But I kind of call my counsellor a life coach because I go in there and I'm like, right, this is what I'm doing this week. This mm -hmm. is how I felt. If you if you have a sore tooth, you go to a dentist, right? Yep. If you have a sore brain or, you know, your brain is muddled, yep. you go to a counsellor. You will work through the answers. You'll actually get the answers yourself. They're not going to tell you the answers, but yep. they'll figure it out for you. Or and they slowly turn your neck and help you. They make you go, you know what? You chose that path, which was the wrong path. You chose it for this reason. And now here is the right path to choose. Or not even the right path. Here is your next direction. Mm. It gets easier, guys. It yes. does. And there, there is light at the end of the tunnel. Do you find that you struggle to trust? Because you've been in a few relationships since now, right? I have. Yeah, I've dated a couple of people for like three Three to six months. Yep. It's funny because, like, once you've gone through the shit, you just don't put up with shit. Oh, a hundred percent. It's hard to trust, but you know, the one thing he didn't take from me was my trust because, yeah, you know, he just wasn't trustworthy. 
Yeah, he didn't deserve your trust. You know, I trust. And the thing is, I still believe in love. And I'm the biggest lover. My parents were you lovers. Are. My brothers are lovers. And I still believe in love. So hasn't, you know, hasn't changed that opinion for me. And do you think it's better to be on your own than to be in a relationship where... Oh, there's you- nothing more lonely than laying next to a person in the night knowing that you're just full of loneliness. Yeah. and like, be- Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like I was more lonely when I was married than what I am now. Mm. And, like, I go home and, sure, I'm out at nice restaurants or dinners or whatever or on, off on holidays. Yeah, you are lonely, but living in your loneliness is one of the most empowering things you can do because – You don't need anyone. You don't need a man. Even if the world blows up or you, your kids go, grow up and get married or your husband's away on holidays, being lonely is actually quite powerful because you just – you're on your own – and at the end of the day, you just have yourself. And you're okay. And you're okay. Yeah, that's so good. You know, there's no one to kill spiders and shit like that. But, you know, you, <laughs> you figure it out. You get some um, raid. What's it called? Just a bit of bagon. You get a bagon, babe. It fixes everything. And so I guess you got yeah, boy. I do have a child, He's yes. He's the love of your life. Yes, I have a three-year-old child. Do you think he helped heal a little bit of your... So I got him the day after my dad died, right? Yeah. And I kept pushing it back because dad was dying. and it, it, Watching someone die is so painful. So I've got a friend going yeah. through it now and I'm like, it, there is no greater heartbreak. And I thought divorce was hard. Anyway, I kept pushing back, getting the dog. And funnily enough, the last thing my dad said to me and like hadn't opened his eyes in days, he goes, are you still getting the dog? And I'm like, oh, my God, he spoke. <laughs> I said, yeah. And he goes, are you calling it yeah, boy? And I go, yeah. And he goes, that's a shit name. <laughs> and that's the last thing my dad said to me. And I got in the day after I buried my dad and three days into it, I rang the breed and was like, you go take him back. I can't do this. Uh, I, I don't have it in me. I didn't realise how hard it was to have a dog. <laughs> but he has saved me. Yeah, He is the reason why I get up in the morning and, yep. you know, you got to feed him. He's got to go take a piss. Oh, he is the and most And he's the love of my life. Gorgeous. And that's all you need. A cocker spaniel, right? He is a almost four-year-old cocker spaniel. And I thought I was getting this beautiful sandy colour like maple. And then he turns out to be a full-blown ginger. Oh, and my I God. Go to the it's dog park. you in a dog form. I go to the dog park and everyone's like, wow, you look like your dog. <laughs> they and always like, say that. And I was like... That's rude. And then I'm like, actually, my dog's a fucking legend. And oh, he's pretty cool. And I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna run with that shit. <laughs> Even his mane is like He has a very long, silky redheaded <sighs> hair mane. Oh, and it's so like it's like satin. It it's, is. And it's and you keep him very well groomed. We have a grooming and schedule, both of us. Yes. We don't <laughs> I love we, him. we don't miss a date at the, the He dog, would dog be the most spa. spoiled dog on planet Earth and just the most loved. It's not spoiled, it's just love. He's got a lot of love. I know. And you've both got a lot of love to give. Yes. And I'm so glad that you found each other. Yes. I, I found my soulmate. <laughs> he really he just has four legs. And this and the same colour soulmate as he well. He just has four legs and no balls. Oh. <laughs> Did you get them removed? Oh, so he was only born with one ball and then I had to have it removed. Oh. And he literally was like, Mum, what have you done to me? So to wrap this up, I guess what I would love to know from you is what kind of advice – would you give to other women who are, you know, potentially going through or are about to go through a divorce that could help them get through it? I guess there's a few sections. Like if you're going through a divorce, my my bottom line is no one wins in divorce. Only yeah. only your lawyers win. If you can negotiate, you know, a financial settlement or whatever it is, you know, parenting orders separately without lawyers. I spent 60 grand on my lawyer and yeah. my dad came to court one day and said fire her and I represented myself. I think my ex-husband probably spent like 120 grand. Wow. And you can go up to a lot more. So try. And be amicable? And no, because no, divorce is not amicable. Yeah, okay. Have a mediator because 
you're separating assets or whatever, you're giving money to a lawyer to do that. Find a mediator, find a friend, find a whatever. Don't go through a divorce lawyer. It is, it's messed up. And then I think, you know, you need to really reach out to your friends and, and talk to them. I think my best advice for, for friends. Yeah, that's what, how can we help? All you want is someone to listen because yeah. when someone listens, they don't give judgment. And when or you advice. give judgment, you get more confused. And yeah. it's like when you're getting divorced, you are so angry. And if someone says the wrong thing, you were like, I want to belt shit out of you. So just be there and listen. Yeah. And check in. Just check in and go, you know what? Ask the question, like, how are you feeling today? Yeah. And what has happened? I used to hang up the phone with you and I'd be like, oh, someone listened. Thank God. Yeah. And then I think, like, you know, your real friends will shine through. You will lose. You will lose friends. Yeah. You will lose family. I came from a really small family, married into a Greek family. I lost that family. That was hard. Yeah. Yep. You'll lose all those things and, you know, it's you you won't always have the answer, but you will you will come out a bigger, better, more confident Version person of yourself. Who is but before that, you will be a, a hot mess. Yeah. And then one day the light switch will change and you're like, "Oh my god, I did it." And I, I you can get through you it. You can do it. You can do it, babe. I have, I've got another girlfriend who is also divorced and she said the same thing. Like it's a, there's, there's some really dark periods and, you know, some people deal with things in many different ways, getting under others. Or well, yeah. Con- and also another thing is like, you know, we, we're kind of programmed to like go out and get drunk or go out and party or whatever. Limit your intake on anything. Yeah. Li- it doesn't like, help, right? No, live in like the depths of the emotion because masking that with anything that's not a good idea. Yeah. That will get you to a worse place. Yeah. This is very good advice. And look, I I probably don't tell you this enough, but I honestly admire you Thank so you, much. As do I with you. Uh, oh, no. Honestly, you have just been thrown curveball after curveball and you handle yourself. Just keep with, going. <laughs> but just with so much grace and poise and I, your heart has never changed and it's always stayed in the right place. And thank you. You can't let a bad day change you. I think that you're bloody incredible. And thank Thank you for supporting me through all this because, oh. you know, it takes it takes a strong person to help someone as well. Oh, God, I wouldn't I wouldn't have not ever been there for you. I just um, I think that you've been dealt some pretty shitty cards and um, but you've risen above it like a true graceful swan. <laughs> <laughs> That's pedaling underneath frantically. <laughs> but you, no one knows that, right? No, no one knows killing it. it. Just be a swan. And look, I hope that you coming on here and being as vulnerable as you have been, I hope that, you know, it has... Uh, potentially helped others that are going so. through if anyone, similar you know, situations. Needs help, I can give you advice. And, oh my god! You know. If anyone is going through anything, Liz is the ultimate person to talk to. Like you've just heard her, you sound like a counselor yourself. You are all over it. Thank you, babe. You've handled yourself so well. So please, if you do want to ever reach out to Liz, or if you just want to perv on her incredible lifestyle <laughs> and her wardrobe, her wardrobe is off its tits. Like, I'll either give you advice on like divorce and relationships, on restaurants and where to eat. That's kind of my two guys. Restaurants and where to where eat. Should I eat or how fashion. Should, yeah. Where her, should I eat or how do I handle with my yes. asshole ex-husband? <laughs> <laughs> You're the first person I came to when I was going down to Melbourne. I was like, I need to know where to eat. And, and I got a list. Wrote you a list, baby. And I went to all of the places that you 
you recommended. And did you have fun? I had the best time. Fabulous. You, you never send me anywhere shit. <laughs> okay, well, I love you. Thank you so love much you. for coming on. Thank you for having and me. we will Thanks chat Thanks for to listening, you. guys. Yeah, I will be back next week. I actually think Ryan's going to host the next one. Is he interviewing you? Oh, listen, it was just a piss take. Last time he was on the podcast. Let him he, do it. Let him take charge. Like, I'm going to host. and so, Done. Well, yeah. Okay, love you. Love and you. we will chat to you soon. Bye. Mwah. Bye. Mwah. Bye. Bye.